Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Gary Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. We are talking Step 4, Compassion tonight. It is Integration Night, which means we are wrapping it all up into a pretty little bow. I am Kelly Fox, and I am excited to be here with you tonight and get this conversation um, going and hopefully to a point where you're able to step into compassion more easily and implement it more freely in your life. Let me welcome my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be here to integrate my favorite thing, compassion. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. And we have a wonderful coach to support us with that tonight. Uh, she is going to help us with that bow beautifully. And um, please welcome Christy Karate. Thank oh, you. Hi, it's so great to be here. Hi, Terry. Great to see you. To hear you. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> we, we forget. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get going. Um, Chrissy, I know you've been on the show before, but please remind our listeners what it is that you get to do and who it is you get to serve. So, um, thank you, Kelly. The, um People that I serve are people that really are stuck in some area of their life. I am trained as an uh, art therapist as well as a life mastery consultant, which is basically a life coach. Uh, but at the root of everything that I do is a spiritual component. And so what I do in order to help people out is a couple of things. One is that I do intuitive wisdom drawings for people. I help them through my drawings see what their challenges are and how to uncover what's in the subconscious. This is a key component of art therapy anyway, but especially in the pandemic, it was really a great tool because we weren't, I wasn't able to, be in the studio with people and help them draw. So I started doing scribbles and helping people see what they saw in scribbles to reveal where they might be stuck and then what are their answers to get out of that. And then I also do um, teach how to manifest miracles. And um, that really does have that spiritual component to it. And, um, So those are two of my main things. Other than taking people traveling on trips to foreign countries, which I leave in two weeks for Italy again, like I was last year. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I heard you guys are going on a great trip, too. We we leave tomorrow in the wee hours of the morning, and we are doing a 10-day cruise to Mexico. Yes, yes. You're going to have a great time, especially the people you're traveling with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to yeah. have some amazing people, one of those being Katarina Rando, who is our business coach, um, which is sitting on the cruise. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And um, he's also been a guest on the show. 
So, mm-hmm. um, yes, great people. And actually a lot of the people that are going to be on the cruise with us have actually been on on the show with us as well. So uh, we get to associate with a lot of amazing people. What did you say, Terry? I said we will get to see them. (laughs) Yeah, in person instead of just hearing them on the, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What's fun. Traveling is always great. Yeah. It's a great learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I get to I get to finally use my passport, so it's very exciting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Great. So I heard you wanted me to talk about yeah. compassion tonight. Yeah, that is so correct. So let's start off. What is your definition of compassion? Well, you know, compassion is when we see that somebody else in the world, in our lives somewhere has something going on and we want to be generous and kind and caring towards them as opposed to to um, empathy where we've been through the thing it doesn't mean it doesn't matter so much that we have been through it but we do care about them and we want to help people and it just comes from a general sense mm-hmm. of being kind in the world right Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you show that to yourself? Say that again. How do you show You're compassion to up, yourself? Oh. oh. So how do I show that with my clients? Is that what you asked? Or with myself? No, to yourself. To myself. To yourself. Oh. Well, yeah. So uh, compassion with ourselves is very important because we live in an perfect world and basically what we're doing is we're in a you know human experience uh, but we're spiritual in nature and sometimes we can't see that or feel that that we are you know have a spiritual component in our lives and we trip over our own big feet Uh, uh, you know I've taken I took a tumble in in Iceland two years ago while traveling Mm. and and it's like, why, why do we do this when we are part of a, a creative expression of, of what I call the divine? And so when we forget, and that's all about forgetting who we are. And when I forget who I am, I have to be gentle and kind with myself because, well, we get affected by media by the beliefs that we were programmed in growing up. And and sometimes it's hard to remember exactly what the truth is. And so to be mm-hmm. kind and compassionate to me is, is also what the divine would do, you know, towards me to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think, here with us, we always talk about how we can do these things for ourselves first because we feel okay. that um, we yeah. need to do them for ourselves before we can really do them authentically for other people. And so oh, I yeah. love how you spoke as it is treating ourselves as the divine would treat us. And I think that's important, and I think that that's how it translates into when you when you do it outward as well that you do as 
you do as the as you feel your divine would have you it for others as well. Um, and so I love that. I love that definition. I love the word divine. Um, I do too. And, <laughs> and um, because that can be, you know, it's it's one word that I feel like kind of fits the whole, you know, all the other words that you can say as well. Um, but uh, but I think that, you know, when we are really in touch with that, um, with the divine or the divine within ourselves, um, you know, then compassion is a, is, is a natural flow of emotions. It is. It is. And, you know, so we ask ourselves, why is why isn't everybody in the world compassionate? And I come back to that same thing that we, that other people in the world have forgotten, or they haven't learned, or they haven't been raised in a way of really understanding that that there is a divine and that that divine works through each one of them. And so, for me, especially with people that I might not be in agreement with. And this is something I really work with my clients on. It's like if we turn down the same road as people we're in a disagreement with and we start sending that same kind of energy back of disagreement or dislike or whatever, we're actually perpetuating that. And so I think Mm -hmm. compassion at its truest sense is so important to see the divine in each person and each circumstance. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. um, I have a phrase that I like to use, which is bless their heart. No matter what Mm -hmm. they're doing, Mm -hmm. what they've done to me, what's happened out there, you know, or namaste, which means the divine in me recognizes the divine in you. And so many times I have clients come that are, you know, maybe in marriages that are breaking up or maybe, uh, you know, they have uh, children that they're estranged from. One of the, that always breaks my heart. And one of the things that I've done to help people is to start seeing the divine in that situation and the divine in that person as well, maybe that person that's wronged them. And then I ask people to take it a third step, and that is, to interact with them as they see them in their divinity. Mm-hmm. And I have changed so many people's relationships with their children, so many, uh, you know, uh, marriages, uh, so many, you know, work situations. When people can just to that idea of, not only am I going to see you as divine, but I'm going to interact with you as if you're you're one with divinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's very powerful. Yeah. Carrie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that uh, when pra- when you practice that, um, you know, for me, my divine nature comes from God, and I mean, it, you know, everybody has different the universe, spirit, whatever. But for me, I'm a God girl, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I believe that you know it's our responsibility. In fact, it's part of our purpose in this life here, in this form, 
to learn to love each other. You know, I mean, that's what we're commanded to do, to love God and then to love each other and to love ourselves and mm-hmm. um, see the innocence in each of us. You know, we're just trying to get our needs met. And if we can understand that maybe people don't know how to get their needs met or, you know, they're frustrated, they're unhappy, they may be in situations they have no control over that are, you know, hurtful mentally, physically, emotionally, and recognizing and having that compassion for them without without getting involved in something we can't control because uh, a lot of us that are compassionate want to fix things and uh, we really can't fix other people. We can only be understanding and see their their innocence or their divinity and and then set boundaries. And so setting boundaries doesn't mean being unkind to someone. It means, you know, keeping yourself safe, right? And <laughs> keeping your emotional ability safe and your mental capacity safe. But mm-hmm. understanding that if someone does something, it's probably because they're just trying to get their needs met, and that's the only way they know how to do it. And it may be hurtful, but you can still be in that situation and have compassion. Yeah, and I had a client one time that she was upset with her father. And uh, somehow in our conversation, she began to consider that she didn't know his backstory and why he mm-hmm. behaved that way. And mm-hmm. and once she knew she didn't know his backstory, she could be more compassionate for him and say that, wow, maybe things happened to him, maybe, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and that changed their relationship. Now, I do believe that we do have an effect on other people and that we can at least change a little bit of other people by the way we treat them and by the way we interact with them. And I don't know, have you heard of the butterfly effect? Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yeah. So the butterfly effect is that an, a vibration or an energy that is, is, happens in one place goes out, the ripple effect goes out, and it changes other things out in the world. So the butterfly waves its wing in Brazil, and it actually, and they've scientifically proved this, it actually changes the effect of the weather, say, in Britain, right? And so if we can be the person that does the bless their heart or I don't know their backstory or any of those kind of things, we create waves of that kind of compassion and that compassion can go out and touch those people. Now, you know, if they are really negative people, they may not even notice that. But I will tell you, I've had people, I remember a story one time that we were in a, in a restaurant and um, this when I was first studying this kind of work 30 years ago and a bunch of us students that were practicing, you know, positive, thinking positively and kindly towards people. And we went into this restaurant and the waitress came up and she was so rude to us and so angry. And she walked away and some, you know, some of us were starting to go, oh, you know, bad on her. And then some of us said, well, let's just send out kind thoughts to her. Okay. And she came back to the table and she looked madder than anything. And she stood there 
and looked at us, and she broke down in tears. And she said, I have had oh, a no. night, la, 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 right? And so if we would have probably treated her like she'd been rude to us, we would have been party to her terrible night. But instead what happened, we changed our thoughts about her, and therefore our uh, butterfly effect went out and changed her. She actually sat down in the booth with us, and we listened to her for a while. It was just (laughs) such a wonderful time for her and for us to see that, you know, we can change ourselves in a split moment. And we don't even know how that can affect other people sometimes. Are we still on? We are. We are. My connection is not great tonight that for some reason, though, I wasn't sure if you were done talking or if it was just a... Uh, you know, um, an in and out for me. But yeah, I think that that is such a amazing story of how we can, um, you know, affect change in such small ways that really go on to show us that, you know, um, that the effect is actually in big ways, right? Like it was a small thing for you guys to send out love to her, but as it came back, it was, you know, so much more than what you sent out. And I think that that's really how compassion can work um, for ourselves as well. Just giving ourselves a little bit of love um, and compassion um, can really change how we then go and interact with other people or how we interact with ourselves the next time something happens. Um, mm-hmm. And... And that, you know, changes, you know, again and again and again. It continues to soften or open or um, enhance, you know, our heart or our situation or our feelings about ourselves or um, whatever it may be. And then that also will then change how we see things outside of ourselves, our perceptions and um, all of that as well. Just by those little shifts, those little, um, you know, changes uh, to um, how we choose to react or impact. Yeah. Yeah, just the little ripples out there. Yeah. They can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's really such a, a blessing and such a gift that we have to be able to to. Stop ourselves to pause. A pause in a moment is a good thing to do when we feel upset at somebody else or or we don't understand what's going on. And if we can pause ourselves and just say, how can I see this from eyes of compassion? And, you know, the eyes mm-hmm. of compassion of, of when someone else is suffering, and wanting to help relieve their suffering. And we don't even need to know what their suffering is. And like you said, most likely something's happened for that person. Something's happened in their life. You know, because we we all were made in the image and likeness of God, right? And so right. the, the only reason we get 
stuck, and this is the thing I work with my clients all the time, is our own thoughts and beliefs. It's not because we are living in a bad world. It's not because bad things happen out there. It's how we choose to respond and how those thoughts affect us, how we let those thoughts affect us. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, it comes down to choice, right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. What, what do we choose in this moment? What do we choose? And in order to get to that place, like I said, you know, to pause for a second and just go, huh. So the, the primary foundation of the work that I do is to notice your thoughts. Notice what you're thinking. And that often takes a, a moment to pause and, and, and just say, okay, what am I thinking? And I even give people the homework assignment to set their timer on their phone to be maybe for the course of the day to be every 20 minutes and just to go off and say and have the alarm go off and and to remind yourself, what am I thinking right now? And it doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. It is like the calisthenics that help you begin to notice your thinking. And once you notice your own thinking, you can begin having choice in your own thoughts, what you want to mm-hmm. think instead of all of the status quo beliefs, all of the things that we were programmed into our mind before our brain was fully developed. Mm. Some deep so stuff you sure going on. Can, <laughs> I'm not sure how I can put the bow on it for you, but, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, no expectations. You know, being a good person, you know, knowing what your core values are and, and choosing to live those out in the world, you know, minus kindness, family, and honesty. And, um, you know, it's like I can ask myself in any action that I want to take out in the world, am I violating any of those, any of those values that I live my life from? And sometimes I do forget. Like you said at the beginning of this call, we're not all perfect. But, you know, mm-hmm. the more you practice, the better you get at even remembering to notice what you're thinking. Yes, so true. Practice is so yeah. important and that we state it that way so that we don't beat ourselves up for not being perfect or not doing it right yeah. or not doing things that we should do or supposed to do or we think people want us to do because I think that's a lot of the times when we aren't kind to ourselves or we aren't mm-hmm. as kind to others as we would like to be is when all of those expectations come into play and they mm-hmm. weigh us down and they 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 take away our power and they make us feel like victims and um, you know that's not a place that's enjoyable to live from. And so yeah. when we can let go of those expectations, when we can, not only the ones that we've put on ourselves, we like others have put on us or society or our culture or our religion or, or whatever it may be, but those that we put on others as well, 
Oh, that just releases so much space for compassion to come in and for, you know, our perceptions to change and for life to be a lot more enjoyable. And I say that knowing that I have still quite a few expectations, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I practice in letting them go. I practice in seeing them, in, in voicing them, in saying, okay, I'm going to put this down now and, and practicing that all the time because it's human nature to have expectations. Um, But that doesn't mean that we need to have all the angst with them too. So it's only human expectations when we forget who we are. And when we take mm-hmm. on, like you said, other people's thoughts and beliefs and how we should do things in, instead of, you know, really knowing our true self. And I love what you said mm-hmm. about, you know, being a victim, that we sometimes feel like we're a victim. And one of the things that the remedy, actually, to being a victim is to let go of blame. And that's whether that's blame to yourself, blame of yourself, or whether that's blame of somebody else who you feel has done something to you. And that's that idea of responding in a way you choose to any given situation. Take responsibility. I'm going to choose to, to yes, put up my boundaries, or I'm going to choose to uh, say, be kind anyway, you know, or whatever you choose to do in that situation. And also to not feel that you are the victim of other people. Don't blame other people and hold the, you, you know, that's not saying to not hold them responsible. There's a difference between like that, that blame that you don't let go of, but to hold other people responsible mm-hmm. Is, is a different type of boundary than just the the blame component of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, forgiveness is a huge, um, a huge tool that is greatly underused. Um, <laughs> but we are almost out of time. Wow. Um, I, yeah, it goes by so fast. So, um, Chris, I want to give you a moment to share how people can get a hold of you and if you have anything going on. We have about three minutes. So um, my program is called Mastering the Art of Life. You can search me, and you, my website's masteringtheartoflife.com. Um, Katarina and six other amazing women are coming on a retreat, a four-hour virtual retreat that I'm doing on February 24th, and um, I will put that up in the Facebook page, and I will also give you a discount code to instead of it being $97, you can come for $47 and learn the seven steps to creating miracles in your life on demand. So <laughs> that's, mm. uh, yeah, that's what I would like that to That sounds good to me. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. The, the, you can go to my website. You'll see it go across there. It's called Miracle Money Manifesting. And the code for that is manifest, and that will give you $50 off of the $97 price. 
Awesome. Thank you. And I'm sure yeah. our listeners will greatly appreciate that as well. Well, you guys have a great well, awesome. time on your cruise. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. We yeah. will. We will. Absolutely. I want to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you would like to know more about Fearless Living, please check it out at fearlessliving.com. More about Terry and I, please go to fearlessgenerations.org. There you can find everything out about anything you'd want to know, Fearless Generations. Um, all of our virtual workshops are listed there as well as the classes we do in our group program called Stepping Towards Freedom, which we go over the same 12 steps, except for we go way more in depth. So if that is something that you'd be interested in, please give me a uh, give me a ring. I don't know how you would email me. There's There we go. Email me or sign up to have a quick chat with me, and I would love to talk more about that with you. Uh, Terry and I always appreciate you coming back each week. We appreciate our guest coaches, and tonight that is Christy, and we are very appreciative of her. And uh, Terry, one last word you'd like to get in? Oh, I just think it's, it's been a lovely discussion. I think that uh, compassion is is uh, a tool to make our world, <clears throat> excuse me, a much better place. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Beautiful. Well, with that, we say be fearless. <laughs> thank you, Chrissy. Yeah, thank you, guys. Have fun. Have fun. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.